0: The whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying Thanos, (laughs) but like...
1: School's next door. And it has a been a while. Yeah. Since we've been in here or... It's just been a lot, I think, for everyone. Yeah, I feel like this
0: time of life has both felt like the longest part of my life and simultaneously the shortest period of my life in that, like, everything is a lot. Yeah. Um, And I feel like I haven't, like... Accomplish like I don't know how. I feel like we were talking about this in life outside of the goals. We're like, I don't know, how we're gonna go just do stuff. Like next year's gonna feel like we're doing a million things. Yeah, it's, we're not we've done used nothing. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've like, we're like home stuff or like keyboard warriors. Yeah, and, you know, it's not. It's been kind of a blur. Yeah, I feel like I'm just always kind of in dissociated like mode. Yeah,
1: and I th- you know, and I, I think it's it's interesting because there was, you know, weeks ago we were you know recording a normal schedule and we hit uh, a bump uh, after the news about Ahmad Arbery and mm-hmm. and talking about time travel and and discussing race and that was like two weeks before things were set on fire literally. Yeah, and it was at that time we were like, wow, this is a lot like. We need a break. We need a minute uh, to step back. And so we were going to do, like, funny minisodes that are just, Uh -uh. like, you know. (laughs) And then, you know, when our episode aired, we got new news, and that was about George Floyd. And then the world was as angry as we were, if not more, honestly more. And it became really clear um, that we have a platform and the way to – contribute in the way that we can given like the limitations that we have
0: mm-hmm. is to
1: continue to educate yeah so <laughs> well, I think that's kind of like you know it, it, it's it, yeah it's a long time time I mean we've always used this platform to educate our listeners and watchers to uh, kind of use their media analysis classes and really mm-hmm. see things for the way that they are and so we're going to dive into to things for this mini-sode and the next mini-sode that are Specific to what is going on outside. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of how we used to, we, you know, we are always educating. But I feel like we always kind of felt like our voices didn't have power to make any kind of real change. Yeah. And, like, this all going down made us kind of realize, like, how important speaking in, like, out yeah. in general is just so essential. And that, like... There is power behind your words. And mm-hmm. that like, yeah, we're going to get sad. Yeah. We're going to get real. And a lot of what's happening in the world right now is because a lot of people didn't get sad and they didn't get real and they didn't say what we needed to say because we were worried. Yeah. About the impact of it. Yeah. And I think...
1: Yeah, it'll be good. We're going to get sad. Yeah. But I. it's mean, a good kind. We're going to get serious, but in yeah. the way that we do. So we'll have some fun. And, you know, these are things that we enjoyed for – because we have learned as people who study, me, like, media analysis and history that there you can find joy in those things. And we – enjoy being educated and finding out new things and kind of learning from each other. Yeah. And so it's kind of like our way to contribute to all of this because I think if if the protests and, you know, the rights and, and the petitions and all that have, have showed is that we do have a voice and it does impact the world. And if we keep it going, then we can make a change because already things are changing yeah. and we can't stop is is the thing, right? And yeah, I think no, it's kind of like lucky going that COVID-19 happened because now, like, everyone was kind of paused and had the time, and it's not something we can escape because this is our whole world right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to learn a lot. The veil of capitalism
0: has <laughs> been lifted. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, a lot of the playing fields have been evened in the fact that lots of job loss, lots of everything. Yeah. Everyone's at home. or mm-hmm. paused.
1: Yeah, we also got to There's see that. lots of people who aren't paused, unfortunately, because they
0: have to go out there. yeah.
1: But but I think what we saw is that they can use all the money that they told us that they couldn't use they for things. Use. Could you, was there mm-hmm. if we could dump? Trillions of they dollars. They just gave the it to stop the park, police right? and the
0: military.
1: Yeah. Like, who cares about the people?
0: We just gotta protect ourselves from the people. That's what they're telling us. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. like so, the people are scary because if they know they're gonna blow up the train.
1: Yeah. And, exactly. And yeah. Yes, I guess they should be scared. (laughs) Yeah. So here we are. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing too is that they are scared. So, you know, uh, there's, you know, something that we talked about uh, with a previous guest, Ariel, was that she doesn't really watch a lot of horror Mm. because real life for people of color tends to be pretty horrific. And so that's like, you know, we considered... uh, doing an episode on when they see us or things that Ava DuVernay has done, but I personally couldn't watch when they see us, and it's not something I don't think I'll I'll ever be able to watch. I know what happens, uh, but that is a horror movie, even for me, as someone who who loves horror and and watches those things. Like, that's real, and it's something that I can't bring myself to do. And so, you know, we're picking specific things that are fictional, but they represent the real world and in the impact of you know generational pain you know and so I think we're you know it's getting educational but it's we're not covering those very blatant once. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just kind of bearing with us with that. But today we're actually going to be talking about Lovecraft Country, um, which is one of my favorite books ever. Yeah. I, ever since I read it, I have been uh, a crazy advocate for it. I read it like in two days because I was just like so it into those, it. Yeah. It was like it, it's you just get into it and you're like, mm-hmm. I have to know what's happening. Um, and it was beautifully done. And I just remember feeling scared in a way that I hadn't in a very long time. And so I think that's like a, a big part of it too, is that it's it's horror that um, we kind of take for granted, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to be excited. Um, <laughs> so Lovecraft Country is by Matt Ruff. I have a copy here. Um, it was <laughs> it is being adapted into an HBO television series yeah. or like mini series um, it, that will air in August. I'm super excited. I'm like, man, yeah. excited. It's it's going to be great.
0: Uh, and specifically, I think they're they do like hour long. Kind of similar to all the shows (laughs) where it's like an hour-long episode Mm -hmm. for each story. I I think I read that.
1: Yeah, so the the book itself is an anthology Mm -hmm. of all these different stories uh, about, like, uh, members of this family – um, who are experienced these supernatural things. Um, the HBO show, which is one of the best parts of it, is that it is being uh, produced by one of our favorite guys, Jordan Peele. <laughs> so we're, like, super excited about that. So if you don't know, he, he's the social horror director mm-hmm. of Get Out and Us. Um, he... Uh, also produced the new Candyman. He did not direct it. That was Nia DaCosta, Mm -hmm. uh, which we're also super excited about. That has been postponed to uh, premiere later in the fall. It was supposed to premiere like two days ago (laughs) when we're recording this, but COVID-19 happened. Uh, (laughs) The showrunner for this is uh, Misha Green, who does uh, Underground, which is a a show about uh, slavery. And one of the stars or a few of the stars actually from that are in this as well um there's also uh the one other person I wanted to kind of uh, mention is Journey Smollett from True Blood Underground Friday Night Lights and she was also in the I'm pretty sure it's her is the Emancipation of Harley Quinn she was Black Canary and she, so there's like a lot there's a lot of like uh names in there uh, there's a lot of like characters that are pretty cool and people who um you'll probably recognize as we go um something that i wanted to start out with because when people hear the name lovecraft country mm-hmm. you know they think uh hp lovecraft howard phillips yeah. And uh, we have done an episode on Howard Phillips. We have talked I- extensively about him and how problematic he is. is really bad dude. He's absolutely disgusting. Gross. Uh, he was uh, a racist. He was anti-Semitic. Uh, Semitic. <laughs> <you laughs> yes. Uh, it just uh, all around disgusting. All the Persons, things. He, he was, had all the
0: things on the list. It was like, what makes you a not great person? Yeah. Really bad person. Tick, 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 tick.
1: All, all of them. All. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know, as far as he goes for for horror, right? Like we indulge in a lot of things that came about because of of his work so Mm -hmm. like we play Arkham Horror I play like Lovecraft inspired games or read books that have that kind of you know um feel to it and it it would be you know remiss of us to not acknowledge the impact he had on the horror genre the same way Mm -hmm. as like Edgar Allan Poe was also not a great guy we do not love him (laughs) by any means but it would be foolish to be like Edgar Allan Poe who's that what's horror like you know like you can't you gotta take it you know so we know
0: he exists Yes. We don't need a statue. Yes, exactly. And we would <laughs> take, take a statue down. Now, we just read now. Yeah. We just read the You know what happens. We know from yeah. education. Yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. not, like, hidden.
1: <laughs> yeah. What what I think is, like, you know, going to be exciting about the the show is that there's a lot of people who... Read just the title or hear just the title and don't understand what it is, and are gonna try to tune in uh, thinking it's just like Lovecraft homage all over the place and not realizing that it's actually confronting all of the problems of Lovecraft himself Mm -hmm. and the characters that he wrote in the world that he lived in. And it's just totally tearing it down. And I think that's phenomenal and beautiful. And like, just awesome. <laughs> you want to really make Graceless mad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the thing they
0: really love and yeah. make it not theirs anymore. So yeah. There's make like it actually like show all the awfulness that exists.
1: Uh, for if anyone's like watching or if you can find the cover for the book, it has the tentacles like Lovecraft is known for, but all the tentacles are hoods from Perfect. The Klansmen. Yeah. So <laughs> if you couldn't it's get waiting. it. It's right it's there. Right there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's. It, it's definitely worth, you know, uh, touching because it is so profound and so great. And I, that's why I really loved that uh, Jordan Peele took it on. When I heard mm-hmm. rumor of it, I like Lost my yeah. whole mind. Uh, and Guillermo del Toro has actually been working indefinitely on a Lovecraft film. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know. Uh, He's these, great with the
0: monsters. So, yeah. So he... I'm sure he's And he'd really probably,
1: cool to, you know, subvert some of the, the racism in there to yourself. take back the power, you know? Yeah. Like, he would definitely be like, this is actually about, like, you know, the oppression of Mexican people or <laughs> Spaniards or something, you know? Uh, he's so good at that. So, <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm going to read a summary from Goodreads. Um, I could read the back of this, but I'm going to read the summary from Goodreads. Actually, I think it's the same. I'm gonna read the back of this book instead. Chicago, 1954. When his father goes missing, 22-year-old army veteran Atticus Turner embarks on a road trip to New England to find him, accompanied by his Uncle George, publisher of the Safe Negro Travel Guide, and his childhood friend, Letitia. On their journey to the manor of Samuel Braithwaite, uh, heir to the state that owned one of Atticus's ancestors, they encounter both mundane terrors of white America and malevolent spirits that seem straight out of the weird tales George devours. Um, I'm going to stop there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like I said before, it's an anthology. Um, in, in each one, you know, we are shown, a. Uh, a strong uh, black protagonist who is combating not just the, you know, uh, absurd horror yeah, that, that comes with, like, the supernatural realm. Monster,
0: monsters, shaggoths
1: Yes. You know? <laughs> and not just those. Uh, but simultaneously, because they are a black person in 1954, America are also confronting the horrors of America, which happen to just be plain old white people in the... the systems in place to yeah. press and hurt them, right? Versus the um,
0: systemic racism.
1: Yep. So <laughs> uh I just wanna say we're running right into spoiler central. We're gonna like I I Thought Like, I wrote the script a bunch, and I kept trying to think of ways to not spoil things, but, I like, in order for me to explain to you why these things are the way that they are and why they're important, Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you what it is. Yeah. So So, I'm trying not to super spoil it. I'm not telling all the stories. Yeah.
0: But if you're, like, really excited (laughs) to read the book because you haven't yet, or you really just want to wait till it is unveiled. Yeah. On the screen. Yeah. Pause. Yes. Get off the spoiler train.
1: Yeah, yeah, Come on back in a little bit. Yeah. And rejoin us. Yeah, and then, you yeah. know, if you're like, oh, oh, I didn't realize that that's what that happened. Then, then, we, cool. then you know now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So um, I'm only going to focus on a few of the stories from the anthology. So even if you get spoiled a few, there's still there's a lot. I'm actually not even going to talk about my one of my favorite ones in here. Like, my all-time favorite one. I'm not going to touch on. Because um, it's so good you want them to I, do, I want them to... I hope that people would love it as much as I did, um, just because I really love that character. I do. She's so amazing. So um, all of them are phenomenal, uh, yeah. but she's my favorite. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just going to kind of pop into a few of them. So uh, as it's mentioned, Atticus is our main character. He's a veteran, which is also like this, you know, when we're <laughs> looking at things now, mm-hmm. I saw like a, a tweet by someone where it said... Uh, why do white people not like why are white people under the impression that like black people's ancestors didn't also fight in the same wars?
0: Like, they they've did. also they were just they're also veterans,
1: like spit at <laughs> yeah, by the white soldiers, which is what we see in the TV yes.
0: show that we're talking about later. Yes, exactly,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They so. were just
0: treated awfully.
1: They <laughs> yeah, were there. They were there. So he's a veteran, and that's like, you know, kind of telling a story in and of itself, because despite fighting for his country, he's still seen as a lesser citizen, right? Um, but Atticus is our, our main character, named for Atticus Finch of uh, Att- uh, to kill a mockingbird. Mm. Um, he is searching for his missing father, uh, Montrose, and on this journey, discovers uh, a family secret that ties them to a culty Lovecraftian white family of science wizards. Think about it. Think <laughs> about wizards. Let's think about that. Science, science wizards? wizards? Yeah. They try to, like, explain the cultism by science, by way of science, right? But they're, like... So traditional. <laughs> yes kind of like that Religion uh science. yeah it is like gotcha. yeah it's it's a little bit like and and it's you know and I, I mean so it's when you're thinking about lovecraft right where you have these cultists and these people who are awakening this beast and they're in this unique society that they think only they have the right to because it is you know their birthright and no one else like <laughs> I need I say more <laughs> about what's happening. It's that's why they The, line,
0: the yeah, science, science wizards. Science
1: wizards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I, and that's one of like I'm not going to spoil things that they I'm not going to tell you what they learned about their ties to this cult family because that's a big thing and it's really good um, but it's one of the parts that like totally like der- like I feel it's like, like it's Lovecraft is like
0: you dip your toe and then you do the whole thing <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, Lovecraft is definitely turning in his grave and it's wonderful like don't let him sleep he can't sleep uh, so they uh, Atticus uh, finds out that his father is pursuing this lead to find out the truth of what's going on in the past Atticus's past actually because it's mm-hmm. the mom's um, history that it's tied to because her ancestors had worked for this family, right? So uh he finds out that his dad has traveled to a place in New England, my mm-hmm. kind of favorite place. <laughs> um he's in, loved England. Uh, he, uh so he goes to he, he goes to travel there. He takes his uncle George who writes the Safety Girl Travel Guide, which is the real life green book. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, uh, it was essentially a guide for people of color during Jim Crow of places that they could be safe. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is a hotel you can stay at, this is a town you need to avoid and go around, here's a yeah. gas station you can stop at, like here's mm-hmm. a refuge, here's a place absolutely no. Because that's just what the world was.
0: Yeah. And it's uh there usually would look prices and like how much it would cost to stay there. And also, I remember, I read, like, part of, I'm bad at reading, guys, but (laughs) I tried. (laughs) But there's only so much time. But I got through a little bit of it. And the first, like, intro into the book is, like, this whole outline where he's following the book, and then he gets stuck at a gas station that's not on the list. And, like, immediately you're thrown into, like, yeah, you're in this supernatural world, Mm -hmm. but the scariest thing is having to, like, approach these very obvious white supremacists mm-hmm. who do not want to help him and, yeah. like, that, like, anxiety and stress within that moment.
1: Yeah, I think, like, in, you know, part of it is, too, like, because in, in the very beginning, Atticus is pulled over, mm-hmm. and there's, like, really high tension, and, like, you think about it, like, this is 1954, and, like, people are so quick to be like, well, that was the past, like, of yeah the blah, not blah, not blah, right? But then you think back... To Philando Castile and you're like that just happened like how can you tell me that was so long ago it just Prejudge. happened right exactly so um there's a lot of things that like he had you know Matt Ruff who is the writer uh you know didn't <laughs> he couldn't predict the future but he knew enough about our world that it was it is happening and it was very relevant and it's not even that like scientific right mm-hmm. um so, yeah, so he goes to find his father, who's now gone missing you know, on this pursuit. And one of the problems is that they have to drive through a sundown town.
0: Mm.
1: So another education time for people who don't know what a sundown town is was essentially um, what did I f- I found something on Wikipedia that had the specific explanation of what it was. Um, ah, Here oh, it is. Uh, Sundown Town is white municipalities or neighborhoods in the United States that practice a form of segregation by excluding non-whites via some combination of discriminatory local laws, intimidation, and violence. It was essentially uh, towns that took the law into their own hands and were adamant about keeping it segregated. So, Fishtown. Yeah. Yeah. When or they, South they, Philly. Yes. White men with weapons. Who don't even want... Supported by the police. <laughs> yeah. Who don't want, you know, Black Lives Matter protests to come through. They're beautiful towns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he yeah. is... They have to go through this town. And it, it was so intense. Like, it was immediately terrifying um, to, to read. Like, if the only... Like, up until this, nothing spooky has happened. All the horror has been, like, police... Mm-hmm. Or like authority figures, right? And so they're driving through. They make a plan. They know they have to go through this town because they have their book. They know where the safe places are, and this is not it. Mm-hmm. And so they wait till it's night. They turn off their lights, their headlights, and they drive through, um, in, a, in an in attempt to like get through. Get it. through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, they um, get pretty much almost to the end. They get to the woods, which is where they're gonna have to go through the door. The Road is blocked off, but that's Mm -hmm. where the town is that they need to go. And as soon as they get there, lights turn on. Mm. Because the sheriff and all his friends knew that they were coming through, of course. And it is terrifying. It all happens in, like, a flash. So there's a... um, I read this article on Lit Reactor um, by Bart Bishop called Horror While Black Race in Matt Ruff's Lovecraft Country. And Mm -hmm. it parses out this specific part of the book. So he says... The next few moments unfolded with a grim familiarity. They were ordered from the truck, struck, screamed at, searched, struck again, and finally marched to the back of the Packard and made to sit on the rear bumper with their hands behind their heads and their feet crossed in front of them. They're accused of being burglars and car thieves, but luckily, as they're marched into the woods, a beast, what Atticus has earlier joked was a Shoggoth, intervenes. Mm -hmm. So it's this, like, very intense scene where you're just, like, they are going to be murdered because the, pl- the police are essentially saying that. They're just like, oh, we got word that someone got robbed. You fit the description. No one was in there now. And so now we have the right to do this. Yeah. And so then this monster comes out of the woods that we don't really see, but it is a mm-hmm. monster. And it's like shadowy, whatever that you know, attacks the police and them, and they end up running and getting to safety. Yeah. And it's like, here's this mon- literal monster, this literal uh-huh. other being, yeah. <laughs> not human at all. Terrifying.
0: That's... It's not even as terrifying as <laughs> yeah, the white It's people.
1: a walk in the park. Yeah. It's just, like, so ridiculous. Um, and I think it's, like, this kind of told the... is, like, the string that brings them all together, because uh-huh. they all have this. There's always a run-in with... Police, or some kind of authority figure in each one of these stories, and you're you never it's never seen as the the heroic time like if you Mm -hmm. were a white person in a lovecraft book and you experienced something scary and you ran away and you ran into an officer you would be relieved Mm -hmm. it's like in get out at the end when we see those lights no one felt relieved everyone was scared which is the opposite of what people tell you you're supposed to be feeling and this is why we do not need police (laughs) because that's not what they do right um so uh it it really tells you this to the In every single one of these stories, Mm -hmm. Um, there's um, this other story of uh, Letitia who um, buys a house. Mm-hmm. In a white neighborhood, because she came upon a lot of money, yeah. So she can afford a house, and she can afford it in this nice neighborhood. But she's the first person of color in this neighborhood, so there the neighbors are attacking her. They throw mm-hmm. bricks through her window. They try to like burn it down. They uh, are like you know assaulting her. All this stuff, and then also spoilers: their her house is haunted by <laughs> one of these cults, racist. oh Oh, sorry me it's both Uh, white yes so (laughs) she has this ghost in her house she's trying to like fight the outside enemies the inside enemies blah 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 right Mm -hmm. and she at some point just confronts this ghost and she's just like i bought this house i respect that you used to have this house but it's in my name now Mm -hmm. and you're gonna respect that it's my house so this is not going to happen anymore. Like, you're not going to scare me out no matter what you throw, no matter how many things you, like, rattle in the night. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And it's the same thing she says to the people out there, right? Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not going to do it, yeah. right? And and it, eventually she, like, overcomes this. And for me, it was thinking, like, in Lovecraft stories, he has these protagonists. And, and that's one of the things that I always, like, enjoyed was, like, when we play their games, or mm-hmm. we're always just a person. Like, yeah. if you play Call of Cthulhu, person, you're just, a, yeah. g- like, a d- dude with, who found a bat, who stumbled upon a monster, yeah. and now they're like, I gotta do yeah, no one has superpowers, no one has, yeah. like,
0: magic, really. You're like, you're just a person, yeah. and you're in this, like, what situation.
1: Yeah. And I think the thing that is prevailing in a lot of Lovecraft stories is that there is something that's bigger than us and it like if we are confronted with that evil that otherworldly being that will just crumble we'll just fall apart they go mad right Mm -hmm. they lose their mind they die (laughs) like just looking at things all the time yeah right and then we have this woman who is like i have to go out and fight those people and then i come in here and this is supposed to be like my home
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and she confronts the supernatural being and she's like you're not scary
0: because yeah. my whole
1: life is that. Yeah. And so it just makes me think of, like, what Ariel said, right? And, and there's, you know, a piece of that that's unfortunate in that it does make them stronger, right? Like, mm-hmm. the fact that these characters have seen that and they have they live that all the time.
0: Yeah. So
1: fear is not new. It, it can't, you know, scramble them or, like, make them lose their balance because that's a constant. Yeah. So when they're confronted with these horrific monsters, it's like no, like these things are scared. Those things can hurt me. Yeah. And if you're gonna try, then it's fine. Go give like, it a do shot. It. <laughs> you know, like but yeah. don't mess with me. You know. Yeah. And she yeah, she does a great job. She like yeah, she works it out, and it's pretty phenomenal. Um, but there's also this other thing. There's another story in here that really shows like privilege, and mm. and that is with. Um, so there's, like I said, there's this cult family. Mm-hmm. So the main cultist has a son named Henry who uh, fell in love with one of uh, the maids who was a black woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they run away together. So his mom, predicting like that his father was unhinged and that he was in danger, uh, equipped him with spells to protect him from the rest of the wizards, okay. science wizards. Um, because she was like, your dad is going to come after you. Your dad is going to try to hurt you if you try to leave them. And so Mm he finds his lady and, Mm -hmm. like, brings her to this white town. Mm -hmm. And he thinks he has a, they have a son, a mixed son, and he lives in this world, like, of thought that he's safe, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he's amongst fellow white people. He's white. He thinks that he's protected because to him, the biggest villain was his father, who has magic, has literal magic, literal magic that can kill him. But he's protected from that because of his mom. But what he did not take into account is that these white people were going to hate him for having a black wife and would then murder them.
0: Yeah.
1: Like he didn't know the real world horror that was there. And she knew and was like, we can't be here, you know, like, and they lost their lives for that, for his ignorance and not understanding that that was what they should have been afraid of the whole time. And like reading that, I was like, that's like, you know, like I was like, oh, my God, like they just didn't he just didn't even think about it. It never occurred to him that he could be targeted.
0: Yeah. it's a very real thing <laughs> that uh, a lot of people are like starting to wake up from but still so many that like hurt. yeah they're like not even it's just like what yeah so it's 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 a very big problem and yeah. it's it's good that it showed kind of so accurately in that book
1: yeah I and that happens a lot there's you know some trouble with um colorism too mm-hmm. there's um leticia's sister ruby who uh in her story uh i think it's like the title of it is like a nod to what's going on oh it's a uh, the title the chapter is titled jekyll and hyde park mm. so she um essentially comes across and gets the ability to transform into a white woman mm. And uh, it is something that she has always kind of wanted. Like, she, unlike Letitia and and the other black characters who are so strong, like, it's like, you're wrong for hating me for what I am. She Mm. also hated her for who she was. So there's, like, that internal battle of, like, it has gotten to her. Right? So there's, you know, she just believed the rhetoric that is going around that she's less because of this color, right? And so she becomes a white woman and uh, is kind of masquerading. And she, you know, immediately fits into this role. She tries to take advantage of it. She had lost her job earlier um, because uh, someone, like her boss, accused her of stealing. Mm. It wasn't her. There's... She goes to like be a model and she like feels at home. And there's like a lot of battle with her feeling guilty for that. Mm -hmm. But I think the big thing with that is really like how she was like seeing herself and seeing that. And and it's immediate how she's like the, the same person, right? She's the same person and inside mm-hmm. but how differently she's cheated and she like uh or treated and like she like befriends a cop or like talks to a cop and they actually talk to her instead mm-hmm. of so like literally like a few paragraphs before that when she's ruby she's treated like crap and almost like arrested
0: yeah
1: for being in like the same elevator as someone right yeah. and it's just like like that part like it, it dives into all these different nuanced things in this community that they're always battling and there's like supernatural interesting things that are happening which you know reminds like you know afrofuturism like octavia mm-hmm. butler and all of that it's you know showing and revealing the flaws of our current society under the guise of mysticism and you yeah. know all of that and so i think it like says a lot that this specific character got so much power and joy from being white because of, like, how she saw herself and, and the kinds of flaws with that. And mm-hmm. also her relationship with her sister and kind of battling that is is phenomenal, honestly. Yeah. So I think... um like, some of the stories that I skipped feature, you know, really strong uh, women. There's um, one with a young boy who eventually confronts a police, like, uh, runs into Powered. a police officer. Yes. Um, I won't, like, go into that mm-hmm. one. But that one kind of reminds reminded me of um, Bedeviled, when mm. the boy is, like, running and he mm-hmm. has all the bedeviled things. And he goes up to the cop, even though in his heart he doesn't want to do that mm-hmm. and then it turned out to be a uh that's kind of what happens yeah. <laughs> like he is being traumatized um by a relic of the past that is connects him to this other like it's all the racism <laughs> is yeah. in this object and he is being confronted with it as a, as a young boy there's also like parts of that um because he's like a young nerd Mm -hmm. Like, he wants to get into the comic book shop, and they won't let him because he's a black boy. And so there's also that whole thing of, like, you're not black because you like anime. You know, Mm -hmm. like, those kinds of things um, that nerds of color have had to deal with, right? Um, And, like, you're not black because you act white, which isn't a thing. (laughs) You're just acting like yourself, and you can like the things that you want to like. But it's, like, even in that, like, even in this young boy in 1954, it has to... Mm-hmm. deal with that already well because it's just so systemic that it's
0: ingrained in every facet of what we built the, like this country was built yeah in the poison of like systemic oppression and yeah. racism and it affects literally everybody no one is immune to it and that like there are those who benefit and there are those who it like the media in the world just is so whitewashed that it makes people feel like they're lesser because of the fact that there's just literally no representation it's like we've talked about it a bunch of different times in a lot of different ways yeah. where it's just like it's literally in everything mm-hmm. and the like it's going to be a slow burn to get it to go a different way because mm-hmm. it's literally in every single ounce of this country yeah so it's not an easy battle but, but yeah. like it's 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 real affect every single human
1: and I think you know something we'll talk more about in our next episode is like this generational pain right that that mm-hmm. keeps going and and I think something that we found when we were talking about even just like see you yesterday right we were like it is absurd that that had to be made it taking place in present day in 2019. Mm -hmm. and that those are the problems that it was addressing right and those are the messages and those messages are the same messages that we've been hearing for years for forever right and like the history of america right and so it's like you look at this and it's like the 1950s but it's so easy to that if they took the lovecraft country like tv show and made it in modern day it'd have the same stories
0: oh my god yeah no i mean it's it's all very intentional our textbooks are made in texas yeah <laughs> they're intentionally made to not include stories of people of color LGBTQIA folks mm-hmm. like they don't they intentionally leave out a lot of stuff especially if your majority of the population is lower classes middle class they're attending public schools mm-hmm. public schools the textbooks are decided by random people in Texas who are influenced strongly by rich people so yeah. it's like it's just very intentional the yeah. people who are up want to stay up what we're trying to do right now is blow up the train yeah. if you saw our classes an episode <laughs> yeah. like it, it's gonna take a lot of time and we're not gonna be able to do it honestly probably within the system i'm not saying let's start war but we're also not saying not to start war.
1: <laughs>
0: i'll definitely die but i'll go out fighting like it's totally fine um yeah it's not an easy road it's literally every like The reason you don't know things is because they don't want you to know. And that sounds like I'm a conspiracy theorist. Yeah.
1: But it's literally just like
0: everything. They like just don't teach the information that we need to know. And they keep schools intentionally underfunded so that there's not enough time or resources Mm -hmm. or anything.
1: And they're intentionally like locking youth up so that their lives are done at the beginning. There's no resources to help them and they're perpetually in this system of incarceration. And yeah. then we're, you know, pumping drugs and, and weapons into these communities of color and being surprised when things are going on in there. And then it's they're like, not yeah. you know, we're put also like fueling in like all these like outsiders to enforce laws that are there against them. Like they are written to oppress
0: them. Yeah, it's literally not to protect anybody except for the people in power, which is mm-hmm. cis white men who yeah. are rich. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's just honestly, it's very intentional. And a lot of people, like, they don't even realize how blind they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, the grossest part. Because they could think, like, that they're good people. Yeah. And it's it's just so ingrained in who we are as a society that, like,
1: Mm -hmm. it's just so sad and so gross. Yeah. Um, And I hope that, like, you know, people are learning from that. Because, like, I think, like, the story with Henry Winthrop, who had his mixed race family, shows kind of, like, the errors of a a failed ally, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he loved a person of color. He saw past like, the racism of his father in that way. Mm -hmm. But he was not a purposeful and educated ally to be aware of the dangers and to acknowledge them. And that's, like, the thing, too. It's like, yeah, we can all say, like, people all the time say, I don't see color, right? Which is incorrect. That's not how you're supposed to see things. Because if you don't see color, then you can't see patterns, right? You can't see that there's a problem and then work to fix it. And that's the problem with, with Henry Winthrop and with allies who, like... like oh i have black friends right (laughs) or i uh i don't hate them outwardly right but you're not actively trying to fight back against the system that is there to oppress them and to hurt them so then you are not friends of them you are not helping them you are not an ally and i think that's like a big thing that you know people are neglecting and certainly at this time i think more people are seeing that and you know understanding that, Mm -hmm. um, and trying harder, (laughs) and I hope that that keeps going, and I hope it's not all performance, um, and we, like, when it stops, you know, trending on Twitter, that we're still out there, and we're still fighting, because there's a lot that has to be learned, and, you know, if we have a lot of, you know, things that we're reading that are nonfiction, but if you're someone who, like, needs something that is fictional, that can still that is, educate yeah, you. Fictional, but not. There's plenty of Afrofuturism <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> texts that you can read. Lots of Octavia Butler. There's lots of yeah. like you know, um, like uh, local artists who do things. Um, there's so many things that you can indulge in. You can definitely read Lovecraft Country and get a lot out of it because I think you know what the the at the end of the day, what I think Lovecraft Country is trying to tell you is that for. A person of color, a black person in Jim Crow era America and even today, Mm -hmm. that the real world is so much more terrifying than any cosmic, mind-altering, you know, ridiculous being. Like, they know the true face Mm -hmm. of America, which is way more terrifying than you could ever write. You can't make it up right like these the yeah and i i I think it's profound i think it's something that people should read to find that you know i'd I'd (laughs) i dare you to try to see if you would be uh more afraid of the the monsters in here than you are of of those the white men in a suit yeah because i'll tell you what like terrified and they're so like and what i really love about these characters is they're they're just so big like their personalities are big. They are all independent of each other, mm-hmm. and it's like like we we're saying what representation, right? We never get that. You yeah. never get <laughs> several people of color who are different things, you yeah. know. And and this, they're all just so unique. They're also themselves, and they're also beautiful and like large personalities, mm-hmm. like dedicated to who they are. And some of them are good. Some of them are bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's just they all have their roles and there's history in it it's like nothing about us without us like he worked
0: closely with a bunch of different people to help make sure that the stories were not just his interpretation
1: yes and that's like you know something I struggled with when I was reading it because I was like Matt Ruff and I flipped it over and I was like this is a white guy
0: I "I don't know and
1: (laughs) I looked him up and you know I went into depth on what he studied and, and how he like, what right he had to these stories, and it, it checked out. And that's the only reason I kept going, honestly. Because yeah. I was like, I need to make sure this is not another person trying to tell me yeah. like, what the world's supposed to be um, for a person of color if you're not. But he, yeah, he did his research. He did his due diligence, and he did it justice. And so I'm very excited to see um, what HBO and what Jordan Peele and, and co create i'm very very excited for it to i think see it it's on screen. Great. And i'm just like most of me what i'm excited for is for people to get really excited about this book yeah and to get excited about these stories because i can finally talk to people about it because yeah. i've been like have you read this can someone please read this so i can talk to you <laughs> for like five- i need to get this out <laughs> and uh it's for that i'm thankful for this platform because then i can you know talk about this um because there's you know there, there's strength in seeing the real world
0: Yeah, it's confronting it. I I mean,
1: it's it's
0: really true that knowledge is power, and we're kept from education and reading on purpose. The Mm -hmm. way to get back to power is to learn. You're never done. No one is immune. Everyone's racist. We all just need to learn more Mm -hmm. and not use the fact we just don't know things as an excuse. Yeah, and also just like realize your voice actually does have power. Yeah, stand up. Yeah, say something.
1: So I think you know. Cause this is supposed to be a mini-sode. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think we talked about. Yeah, there's not really a, a rating section like we did at one point. But I'm like the rating is we we love it. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. I hope you guys read it, and I hope you guys learn, and that you're you know educating yourself and unlearning a lot of the things, um, so that we can all confront the real monsters yeah. of white supremacy in America. Yeah. And so, tune in next week because it's going to, we're on a roll. <laughs> yeah, it's going. <laughs> um, so, we're glad to be back. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Get married. Don't to eat your kids. kids. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, go there, sign some petitions. We'll put some links years. in the description, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do some
0: stuff. Yeah. You know where it is.
1: Go to blacklivesmatter.com. Yeah. uh, And let's put Breonna Taylor's, uh, put the police in jail. Because of justice, right? You want to tell us justice is real, do it then. Yeah, just get rid of the police. Yeah. Just get rid of all of it. Yeah. Just, like, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Thanos, but, like. (laughs) We're going to get a little more into our specific government. Next episode. snapping. you know, for the... I have rendish. a lot to say. You'll make it go now. <laughs> Bye. Bye.